your favorite podcast de-influenced cringe cringe what's up babe what's, um, what's new with my boo i'm just looking over these talking <laughs> points i've been writing down over the babe, past just week speak from your heart what what is going on just give us an update how are you i'm okay and <laughs> <laughs> <End> podcast <laughs> um Man, there's so much to talk. I'm overwhelmed. There's I so know, many just, things just, I want to talk just about. Put your notes down. Put it down. Look away. Okay. Jordan, I feel like you're not engaging with okay, me right I'm now. Y'all, he's just staring at his notes. And okay. it's like, okay. no, nobody wants to hear you speak from your notes. They want to hear you speak from your heart. But my notes are my heart. That's <laughs> the problem is I have so many things to say. That's one thing about Jordan is like, he. Al- it almost looks like he lives in a prison cell because like he has papers and writes in the smallest scribble and just takes notes all day long. I'm like, I know how do you, I'm also like not very eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. I, I use a <laughs> lot of paper skip over that conversation, <laughs> but he just takes, um, and it's the smallest handwriting and he just makes lists. You're, you're a lister. I like lists too, but I put like six things on my list. You put like 67 things on your list. Here's a funny story. So when we were in, uh, I don't think it was Miami, maybe New York together, I had forgotten my papers. And when I forget my papers, like I don't know what oh, to do. Like, I'm aware. I am so stressed out. I'm like, I might as well just. Cause you get up and make a list every morning, right? I make, I make a list every Sunday. And then that's like my guiding light for the rest of the week. So that paper you carry with you all week. Correct. Interesting. So I forgot. Um, and it's like broken up by like, you know, what do I need to do for our family this week? What do I need to do for this business? This is so I forgot that. Right. And I also um, I keep my core list and then I have a lot of scribbly lists, which is like thoughts and things that I have to remember. So I forgot all that stack. And so I had to text my dad. And I was like, hey, you're staying at the house. Like, I need you to yeah, yeah. please um, send me pictures of my list. And he sent me pictures of my list and my prepper list was on there. <laughs> Tell us what your prepper list is or what that is. So my my prepper stash, if you've been following us on Instagram stories, is, and Danny's not supposed to talk about it, but she has, <laughs> is basically a- I'll tell you the coordinates. You can find it too. A doomsday, please don't. I'm kidding. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> is a doomsday prepper stash. So like, if you guys remember when the world ran out of toilet paper during COVID. Oh, we, it wasn't food, babe. It was toilet paper. Like we survived. But listen, panic buying is a real thing. And so I just want to be prepared. So I'm a prepper. So anyway. Um, and also the election is next year. Yeah. So it could knows? go down and you know how people get angry, but like, and also Bill Gates is buying all those farms. We're probably going to be losing. <laughs> sorry. <if I> can, <laughs> we're probably going to have like a food shortage. I think soon. that like the truth is like, listen, I love a good conspiracy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I think that like the truth is he only owns like 3% of all farmland. He's land. buying more farms. Yeah. He's buying farmland for sure. He's going to buy up all the land. He's a mischievous kind of fellow. I think there's something I think about him. I think he's up I to something. Just, I don't um, trust it. Foundation. Yeah. Quote right. unquote. Um, <laughs> anyway. So. Uh, my dad sends me a picture of the list and it's like 17 cans of canned chicken, you know, 32 rolls of toilet paper, like emergency thermometer. Like it's like all these things. And he just goes, Hey, is the world ending or do I need to know something about the world ending? And I was like, I was like, don't worry about it. It's just good to be prepared. 
Well, it's funny because that's what everyone in my DMs was saying too. They're like, does Jordan know something that we don't know? But I have one qualm with- I don't know anything, but the elites know something. Well, the elites always do. I know. They think that I'm not a part of it. Like, that's why they're asking. They're like, is he, maybe he's in some secret society. And the guy's like, no, I wish. (laughs) I would totally, I I think I might have, we told this story on past part. I think I might've gotten invited, but not The Illuminati, but nah. Also, uh, should I wear these? Yeah, you can wear them. But wait, can I just okay. say one thing about your pepper stash that I just have one qualm with? Because it takes up a lot of space for all this. It's all gone. Now it's in the secret facility. I know, I'm aware. But I can't look at you right now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but the one thing about his pepper stash that drives me absolutely bonkers is the fact that you're buying like paper plates, paper towels, toilet paper. Like no one cares about that stuff. That's not what's going to help you survive. Like you need food, beans, like actual. Did you see sus- how many cans of beans I have? We're fine, baby. I know, but I'm just saying there was a lot of space taken up by a lot of things. Trash bags. Like, we don't need trash bags whenever we're going under. Do you know how I created my list? Chat, GBT. Yeah. It's genius, honestly. I go, I'm a family. I'll, 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 uh, let me just, I don't know the, the prompt off the top of my and head, honestly, but this is valuable to sorry, people. Quick note. Just, so we're talking about this prepper stash. So if there is like an end of the world situation, please do not come to us for our prepper stash. Right now, no, this I is a note to just go make your own. Go yeah. make your own so that whenever everything goes down, you don't have to come attack us and get our stuff. Just go make your own so that we're all good. Yeah, don't attack us either because we're ready for that too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, but R- Ramsey. <laughs> uh, uh, Ramsey uh, is our assistant and... Uh, She's been helping uh, that poor girl put it together, and she she's so confused. Jackie's confused, like, and I don't say anything because I'm just like, just like roll with it. But it's like cans all over our the house, and house. Uh, no, no. Ramsey oh, goes, no. Ramsey goes. She goes. Well, I know where I'm going if the world ends, and I said, Ramsey, like, I didn't budget for you. We don't, have, we don't have any supplies for you. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. Every man for themselves. The funniest thing was last weekend when we were doing or last week when we were doing the wig giveaway and we had these, our two guests come, Arlie and Jessica from Chicago, okay? And so we're doing this amazing day. We're having so much fun. And then all of a sudden this big truck pulls up outside of our house. It's a big Ozarka. Ozarka, is that what you say? Ozarka truck? Guys, the amount of water that this poor man, we had to go out and like give him food and give him water. He's like another prepper. Another prepper. <laughs> we He unloaded so much water. I think he was unloading water the entire time that the girls were here. And it was like right outside my office window. And they're yeah. just. You know, what's funny is. Uh, so anyway, let me share this prompt on chat GPT. I think it's valuable. Okay. The, the prompt I used was act as a doomsday prepper. <laughs> Period. That's probably not a good way to act because then you're acting very... No, no, no. Chad GPT knows what a doomsday prepper is. Okay. I asked them first. Okay. So act as a doomsday prepper. And I, I, for my particular sense, I said, I am a father to two kids of one and a half and two and a half years old. I have a wife. Please build me a doomsday survival stash, a list of a doomsday survival stash um, to survive for one month. You can say one year... Oh, dang. We only got one month. That was only one month. Jordan, this is what I'm telling you. Actually, it might have been three. I can't remember. One month is nothing. One month, I mean, like, one time flies when we're in doomsday. Like, if you remember, (laughs) like, if you remember COVID, like, 
people were freaking out about no toilet paper and it took like five days for things to get back online that's true anyway so yeah you guys can use that people have been asking me for my list i'm not going to share it because there's some somewhat controversial things on there okay you can build your own we won't ask more um what about you know i want to talk a little bit more about you no because you've no no people get exhausted (laughs) let's talk about you okay we'll talk about me and then we'll go back to you okay you want to talk about miami yeah should we touch on nashville we didn't get a chance to talk about it actually we didn't really get to talk about los angeles los angeles what was that Los Angeles when we did the Dolce Glow. Oh podcast. yeah, talk yeah. Tell us. About so that. we did. Um, we went to Los Angeles. I mean, all of this happened within like the past two weeks. It's not like this was spread out over the whole summer. Yeah. Um. So this is all like back to back to back. So we did Los Angeles for a couple days. Um. And I got to interview or I got to be on Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad's podcast, which was pretty cool because their podcast is actually super legit. Like they film in like a legitimate studio. radio studio. So that was my first time experiencing something like that um so that was a cool experience i had a lot of fun in la this time around i have the funniest story actually um but then i'll tell you in a second but and then we did um i got to interview isabel from dolce glow and learn more about her story sweet baby she's just one of the most incredible people that we've met we've stayed in touch we've been talking like almost like you know couple times a week since I've I've really met her in, in LA um but okay so I have a funny story about Los Angeles because you know how we've been talking a lot about like spiritual warfare or signs from God yes. and just like I'm how in for this convo like how we interpret those signs is it coincidence is God in the details um what is of God and what is sometimes just more man-made and this is just a funny story. Like, I don't want to take it like too deep because it, I almost feel like this story is more so God just like messing with us than anything. No, messing with you. Because if you remember in our last <laughs> podcast, like you were trying to dismiss, remember that boat we saw? Yeah, yeah. That said God's plan or whatever? Yeah. No, like I'm not he's sure. messing with you. I know that's what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, so messing with me, messing with the girls. Because okay. Jordan was actually not there. For yeah, this. I left. I was like, I'm out. So. A girl on our team, Nikki, she does all my brand deals. This is the most random story. So you got to stick with me just because she was just telling a funny story. So we were still, like, we still been like, that was another thing. Well, okay, I'll get mad to say. We still have been talking like within our team, like about praying and signs from God. And like, whenever people say, oh, God spoke to me, like, really, did he speak to you? Or is that just more like you kind of creating that in your mind? Like, you know, these type of conversations. And so... Nikki was like, Danny, I have to tell you the funniest story. So I was with my friends and Nikki, sorry if I get the details wrong, but essentially she was with her friends and she, it hangs out with one of her, her friends is really into like praying and asking, asking God for signs. Yeah. And so, um, which I also had to warn Nikki. I was like, well, you have to be careful because the Bible also says that you shouldn't test God. Totally. Like you shouldn't be like, okay, God, if I'm supposed to, you know, have another child, then let it rain today. Apparently there's like, there's some scripture in the Bible. I know it has to do with the Israelites and I can't remember what it was, but it's basically like telling the Israelites, right? Like not to test God. Like it's, it's not a good thing. So Nikki's not a slot machine. He's not a slot machine. Right. So, um, so I'm telling, you know, so Nikki, but she's like, still, you got to hear the story. So Nikki's single and her friend was like, okay, like Nikki, just think of any random thing. And, um, like when you, like, because you're trying to meet a husband, 
like when you see this thing, I guess it's like a reminder or like maybe God will lead you to your husband. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she was like, think of anything random. And she thought of Goofy, like the Disney character, Goofy. Okay. Okay. This is so random. So apparently- This is Nikki's friend. Yeah, Nikki and her friend are talking about this. Okay. So they're like, when you see Goofy, then that's God like maybe leading you to your future husband. Okay. So- I had some friends in college like this. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'm listening to the story. I'm like, oh, this is so silly, you know. Um, and that night they go out and I believe they're at a concert and mm -hmm. this- crazy guy walks up to them <laughs> and approaches them and he has a big you know those like chain necklaces yes a big necklace that says goofy so oh my gosh so this stuff happens i'm telling no, you No, but listen so but apparently this guy was like not marriage material so i was like nikki this is god just like messing with you because you're not supposed to test him like that like yeah. <laughs> so this is just god being goofy so we're like laughing about it in the car and we're talking more about signs and like you know, prayer and all these things. And, um, we are trying to get in, we're, we're driving to, uh, Santa Monica to get into this restaurant called Elefante that we did not have a reservation for. And so we're getting out of the car and I'm like, I'm like, guys, all right, wish us luck. I said, I'm going to walk up to the waitress, you know, her name's Sarah. And I'm going to tell her, Sarah, like, we got to get in. We're, we're from Dallas and we got to get into Elefante. And I shut the car door. I go, guys, watch it her like watch it like her name's gonna be Sarah like God's trying like you know yeah and we walk up and we try to get into the restaurant and this girl working there there's a bouncer and she's like I'm sorry you're not on the list we don't have enough room not only that but we didn't realize this it was this kind of restaurant but Nikki forgot her ID right so like on top of that Nikki doesn't have her ID so she basically rejects us the bouncer's like no you're not getting in I go can I ask you something what's your name she goes Sarah <laughs> <laughs> and me and Nikki and Jenny are like, oh my gosh. We're like just dying, laughing. I'm like, God, like God is like once again messing with us. So I go, Sarah, do you believe in God? And she's like, hmm. and the bounce, I go, I go to the bounce. I go, do you believe in God? And he was like, yeah, I believe in God. And I was like, I'm telling y'all God is real and he is messing with us. You guys <laughs> don't even know what just happened, but it's the funniest thing. And so we start talking to them Yeah. by the end of the, our conversation. He's like, yeah, y'all can get in. Y'all No. So you got in. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was just the funniest thing. Like, but that whole trip in LA, we had so many things happen to us. Like so many, and I don't want to say signs because that sounds I don't know, but we had like... Come on, babe. Accept <laughs> it. She's still fighting it, guys. She's still fighting it. She wants to just say... No, like literally, I was like at dinner, I'd be like, I was like talking about... Um, I don't know if I should say it. What? Oh. Danny what? wants to move to Nashville. No. <laughs> That's not true. I've been... We've been But she like, like three weeks ago, she wanted to move to Puerto Rico. It's not <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> Okay, but listen, okay, so listen to this. This is what's so crazy. So I told the girls that I had like started, or no, I texted the girls like three weeks ago. Okay, I go, guys, we gotta move to Nashville. But you know, I do stuff like that often. Yeah, so like, that's why I'm like, just say it. You know, yeah, yeah. It'll die out. But then, but then like, um, you know, last time we went to New York, I'm like, guys, we're moving to New York. So I know that they're not taking me seriously. I'm aware, but I'm a dreamer. Like I like to think of yeah. like fun things like that. But ever since I said the Nashville thing, like things have just, and I prayed about it like probably one or two times. So it's like, 
not like I was like praying about it all the yeah. time, but I did. And I was, but like, since that I've had so many things like co- coincidences, signs, maybe answered prayers. I don't know. Things happen in regards to Nashville. Like for example, I'm trying to convince Jordan after our week, our week in L- in LA, I'm like, we should go visit Landon in Nashville and just kind of like explore the city, like for a little family vacation, take the kids. And Jordan is like, no, like he really wants to go to Cabo. He wants to go to a resort. He really is like just looking for a totally different vibe. So I'm kind of like, remember I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. Like we'll do whatever, whatever you want to do. So then Nikki gets an email the next day from JSX, who I am freaking obsessed with. I've ra- I've like rambled about them on my, on my podcast. I've never worked with them. I pay for all my tickets. They're like, Hey, we want to send you to Nashville. And so I'm like, dude, like not only is God opening up a door to get like a free flight to Nashville, he wants to pay us to go to Nashville. <laughs> I was like, what are the freaking odds of that? So then I call my brother and he's like, yeah, like I'm totally available. Like let's hang out, whatever, you know? So then that's crazy. And I'm like, guys, that's so wild that like, you know, this happens. So then we go to dinner the last night or sorry, lunch the last day in Nashville. And I'm talking to Isabel and her, her husband. And you know, like once again, her and I are dreaming about things that we can do together in the future, but she lives in Los Angeles. I live in Texas and um, so we first, we sit down and the, like in the car, the girls and I are just going on and on about how weird this trip has been because there's been so many like answered prayers, signs, whatever. We're talking about how, about Nashville, about the JSX trip. We get out and we go to lunch. Okay. And we sit down and I'm like, yes, you guys are in Los Angeles. I'm like, how do you like it here? And they go, yeah, we really like it here, but we could really see ourselves moving in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, and there were so many other little things about Tennessee that had kept coming up. And like I said, I'm not saying that like God's telling me to move to Nashville. I think that us getting there that weekend was important. Um, it's kind of confusing because our kids were terrible. Yeah. And then we got there <laughs> and then our kids were absolutely horrible. And I don't know, but like, it was just crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. So I am really looking forward to the day where you just accept that these signs are God speaking to you. You're still resisting it. I can feel it, but you're so close. <laughs> Let me tell you one quick story about um, signs. So I had these like two friends in college named Amanda and Liv, uh, Liz. Liz. Um, Shout out. Huh? Shout out. Well, I haven't talked to him since. Um, but, um, they got really involved in like the house church community. Okay. So we all Mm. went to like the Austin stone, big church, and they got really involved in like house church community. House churches typically like tend to be more, I would call it like spirit led a little bit more charismatic, like really believe the things that you're talking about, which is like, God can speak to us. Like he can give us like signs and things like that. Right. And so, I mean, is biblical. No, it's biblical. I, I personally think my, my take on it is I think it's a gift because um, I tried. They tried to walk me through the, the process wait, of wait, like wait. praying for signs. Uh, okay, wait, sorry, back up. You're saying that God giving us signs is a spiritual gift? Um, yeah. Okay, but like, it like, okay, so, like so the Bible like, encourages everyone but, but to pray. This is what everyone, was controversial about it. Everyone to seek Okay, God. let's get into this. This is, this is about to go deep. So, okay, here was what was controversial about it. The, your, her, Nikki's friend who saw Goofy, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like she prayed and she's like, I feel like God's giving me a word for you. Goofy. 
That's mm-hmm. like people who have, in my opinion, the gift, right? No, Nikki chose the word goofy. Okay, Nikki that's that's goofy. confusing. Because like what would happen with Amanda and Liz? They're like, they're trying to prophesy. Correct, yes. Yeah, okay, and so, prophesy. Yeah, yeah, so they would prophesy. So the reason I think it's a gift is because... Well, no, prophesying is a gift, a spiritual gift. Okay, right, right. But I they try... Here's what was really confusing about that time in my life is yeah, that yeah. they tried to make it seemed like that was a gift that was accessible to everyone. And so it made me feel lesser than of a believer because like I could not tap into the gift. I tried. They were like, I mean, I literally, we were in a circle like praying and they were like, what do you see? And I was like, mm. I was like, I don't, I was like, I think I see a banana. And they were like, okay, okay. Like, what, what, does does mean? Mean? what does it mean? What does it mean? And honestly, like, are in the it, banana? it didn't work. And, and it made me really confused. And then like, there was this whole other layer of it where they were like, well, you have to be like baptized in the spirit in order to like have this. You gotta gift. be slain in the spirit. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm out. So it got a little weird, but here's the reason I believe it and believe it's a gift. This is a crazy story. So Amanda and Liz told me they were like, last night we were on campus at UT. We were at like the co-op or whatever. And they were like, we were praying and we felt that God put a a penguin in our heart. Okay. It's crazy story. And so they were like, okay, well, we don't know what that means, but like, let's, you know, like there's a ton of people around us. Like, let's keep praying on it. And they pray and they were like, really felt led to this guy who was sitting alone and they walk up to this guy and they're like, Hey, like, this is so weird and so random. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, does, do penguins mean anything to you? And he goes like, yeah, like that's actually like really crazy. Like, how do you know that? And uh, they go, well, we were praying for you. And like, we feel like the Lord told us about penguins and like, we just felt like we should come tell you. And he was, and he was like, well, I really appreciate penguins because they're the only like lifelong monogamous species other than like humans or something like that. Like they don't like they're bonded for life. And so they keep talking to this guy and this guy basically admits to them after about 20 minutes that he was going to kill himself that night. Wow. And, um, they like prayed with him and like, I mean, I guess saved his life. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like that's like a real story, right? So that's why like I believe in the gift, but like I saw a banana, so I don't know what the heck. (laughs) You're like, so are you hungry? I (laughs) I was like, I am a little hungry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I 100% believe in spiritual gifts. I think one of the reasons I have, um, when I'm 30 years old, I'm like more skeptical is mainly because probably the church I grew up in was very confusing yeah they but, were like but no like not wild. not in like a, a negative way and i don't want to rag on my church and i like honestly that church meant means a lot to me but they were more charismatic and um like <laughs> i mean i think i told the story here didn't i tell the story here how they locked us in a room yeah yeah like you know they it, that's kind of what happened to me they were like hey let's sit in a circle it yeah was like in that weird prayer room at ut Yes. Yes. Off yeah. The drag. Yeah. They they that locked us in a room weird. and said, you know, you can't leave until you speak in tongues. And then I'm like, wait, what? I. So. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of like really off conversation, but um. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about how your mom was a uh, swimsuit model at Miami Swim Week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, switching gears a little bit. Um. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny for me because, you know, I don't. I don't really know like the old reputation of sports illustrated because like I like 
I'm, I don't know. I just never really knew. Of course I knew it was like sexy girls, but it, the new brand that they have is so different. Like it's so empowering. It's and more like, like female empowerment. Yeah. And like every girl there is like extremely like they're smart and they're driven and I respect them as businesswomen. Like they're moms. They're some of them are grandmas. And so I like, it's hard for me to see SI in that other light because every time I've ever been to an event, cause it, the first time I went to one of their events was with, um, MJ with electric picks. And I more so just went like, you know, to support electric picks. And then I left there feeling so like empowered and every woman there, like, okay, for example, women, I say women weird. MJ and Courtney Shields were there and Courtney Shields and MJ have been like two of other female entrepreneurs in my life that have always been so supportive and like mm -hmm. kind and like helpful and not competitive. And, um, that's so rare to find. Like, I don't even feel like I find that sometimes in my church community or like my, like other places. Like it's, yeah. it's, I've, I just have felt like very encouraged by some of these other women just from this, this space. But anyway, so yeah, like honestly, if I was out there posing in a bikini, that's definitely not on brand for me. Yeah. That's maybe, not, maybe tea time and tell them what we were doing at SI Swim Week. Cause I don't think we mentioned Oh yeah. That. So we, um, so my mom went and sh did like a SI swim, swim shoot with the Nader sisters and, uh, Brooks Nader was the cover girl from this year. And they're like the most sweet family. They're from Baton Rouge. We have like uh, mutual friends from Baton Rouge and uh, the Nader's parents were there and they're also so sweet. And so my mom got to do like a fun photo shoot with them on the beach. Yeah. So like background context, and my mom's six, 64, 64 year old mother-in-law, Danny's mom, tornado <laughs> is invited by sports illustrated to be part of a swimsuit shoot with the former cover model, current cover model, of SI. SI. So yeah. it's like, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's yeah, amazing. It's, it's, it was fun. And it was, my mom had so much fun. And then she got to lead the workout, the aerobics workout the next morning after the fashion show. Um, but yeah, I mean on this, on, at the fashion show, they had, uh, Jen walking. She was pregnant. They had two pregnant girls walking. That's cool. So much diversity. They had a baby. So somebody walked with their baby. Like, so, I mean, it is very wholesome compared to some of the events I've even been to. Like, it's not what you would think. There honestly are never even any dudes around. Like I told Jordan- All Jordan the dudes were husbands. All were the there. dudes are husbands yeah. and they all go golf during the day or they take care of the babies during the day. Um, and so it's just so not, I think what people would expect, but I don't know, like it, it's, it was almost like empowering. Like both times I went to their events, I didn't leave thinking, Oh, I need to go on a diet or I need to work out more. I was like, honestly, I just need to feel better about myself yeah. because like if they can do it and they feel confident, like why shouldn't I? And, um, so I don't know. I think I thought it was cool. And I think it was, it was neat for a lot of people to see a 64 year old female also feeling comfortable in her skin. Cause my yeah. mom doesn't have like, I mean, my mom's like a hottie, but you know, she's not like a Victoria's secret model either. And so, I mean, she kind of is, but like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's 64. And so I think it was very encouraging and empowering to see like another 64, like as you get older, like life doesn't end, like you can still feel confident and, and feel good in your own skin. And so, um, anyway, I thought it was a really special weekend. I love the SI team. I love all the girls that we met. I always stay in touch with them once we get home. 
And so, yeah, and I know you were excited because we made it into Daily Mail. Jordan was like over there making friends with all the paparazzi. <laughs> like, I'm like, so we get on the beach and like, Brooks is like, oh, the paparazzi's following us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. And Jordan's like, let's go talk to them. And I'm like, babe, stop. Rob and Moses, great guys. So I, I just honestly like- Tell when, them what you learned about that whole, the paparazzi. Well, so I went and talked to them like, but I think that the paparazzi world is very weird, right? So like, first of all, he was tipped off apparently. Cause I was like, how did they find this? Like, we didn't really- I mean, I guess that we posted about it, but we don't no, have paparazzi there, that like follow us. We you know? were there before, sorry, they got there before we were even there. What? They like knew that we were going to be there. Okay. For the record, I swear, that. like none of, no one from our team did that. Like you didn't fact, do that. I didn't they do that. were there before Brooks even came downstairs, which I know that they weren't following me. So they, somebody did call them. Weird. And said that Brooks was coming. Anyway, okay. So apparently, because I asked Moses, I said, hey, how did you hear about this? And he was like, I never give, like, it's like a journalist. He was like, I don't give up my sources, but he was like, someone at the W like always tips me off. So there's kind of like this like underground network of informants that like will tip the paparazzi off to where celebrities are and then they get their photos, they sell it. But anyway, I went up to him and I was like, hey guys, like what's up? And first of all, What's so funny and like, like dishonest about the media, like this just proves it is the paparazzi were there thinking that your mom was the Nader sister's mom. Like we told them, we told them that it was my mom. Yeah. And I, and so they were like, oh, we were going to run with that headline. That's why we're here. We thought it was a really good story. And I was like, well, that's not true. So then they met tornado. And what's so funny is like, I built a relationship with them and I was like, yeah, you know, we own Divi and like, we're doing this and they let me, they were like, okay you're cool. Like here, you write the headline that you want for this article. And I was like, okay. And so I think like my headline I wrote was, uh, what was it? I told you this. It was like, you're like Divi. Oh, I was like, um, it was all about Divi. Obviously it was, yeah, like, it was like all about <laughs> Divi, but, uh, and then I was like, you know, brought you up in the headline and then, you know, they were like, we'll send this, but like ultimately like they're going to write what they want to write based on our pictures. And then the Daily Mail still positions your mom as like their mom. So I'm like, they don't care about the facts at all. I was like, man, this is like how like misinformation happens. Like you, you guys blame us for it. It's like all you guys. And and the fact that we even told the paparazzi, we gave them my mom's full name. We told them that my mom was, you know, not a sister, not a, I mean, not their mother, like. That what? Rob guy yeah. what, like made you do a walk. And I was like, this is so good. I was like, Rob, listen, her name's Ugh. Danny Austin. She's on Instagram. <laughs> this is like my dance that mom. Didn't, that didn't uh, end up in the article. Though. <laughs> it's okay. You tried, babe. I did try. But that was, yeah, that was a really interesting experience too. Yeah. The paparazzi are, are interesting. We have a friend in uh, New York, Adam Glenn, who's a really big paparazzi guy there. Yeah. I texted him. You did. And I was like, are you proud of me? And he's like, yeah. It's so crazy. He says that, so he has like a guy that he works with that just rides a bike around New York and talks to um, like the doormen of hotels or restaurants or employees at uh, clothing stores. And they just, they just give tips. They tip, you know, okay, we just saw Harry Styles in Central Park. And then every, then, you know, he tells all of his paparazzi guy and then everybody rushes there. Yeah. This is a really good, like our podcast is called De-Influence. This is a really good topic on the topic of de-influencing things. Paparazzi. Just like how the world works, because like what I'm still, I feel like I learned a lot from Rob and Moses, 
But what I still can't figure out is, are you yawning? Am I boring you? Yeah. Is Do you want some coffee? No, no, I'm good. Um, what I'm still trying to figure out about paparazzi land is like, it seems like the culture is like celebrities got to act like they don't like the paparazzi, but at the same time, they're dependent on the paparazzi for their publicity. Does that make sense? Like, I think a lot of the times the celebrities themselves will basically be like, like, or have someone on their team leak that they're going to Craig's in LA or something like okay, that. Okay, but see, then there's like controlled environments and then there's some environments that are not controlled right. where you would be very annoyed. Like, for example, if you're having a really rough day, you know, and you're out just trying to get errands done or figure something out or something bad happens while you're at a restaurant in Los Angeles and the paparazzi are bombarding you and capturing this like really poor moment in yeah. your life or maybe someone's like just that would be very frustrating. And that's why I think people would hate the paparazzi. But I would say 80% of the time, those people can create controlled environments yeah. where they're like, hey, I'm getting all dressed up. Like I'm going to be looking my best. I'm going to Craig's. I might as well get some shots from the paparazzi. I have a new movie coming out. So I need to get my name out there. I have a new reality TV show. So let's call the paparazzi like in the, in the times that I want the paparazzi to be there. Yeah. So you have a lot of, of celebrities like the Kardashians or whoever it is that are like, they have like their go-to pa paparazzi that they, they're calling right. and they have good relationships with. And then you have just like the annoying people that, because here's another thing like you have to consider is like, you know, if I were, for example, if, if I were being shot on the beach, whenever I didn't want to be shot on the beach and they're going to be selling it to daily mail, like, let's just say I had gained 20 pounds or something. And then the paparazzi, you know what the headline is going to be from the daily mail. Yeah. It's going to be talking about my weight. Right. And like, I didn't want, like, I don't, I don't want that attention right now. That hurts my feelings. I want to be left alone. I like, I'm not feeling good about myself anyway. So just like, leave me alone. And I think that's whenever they, they would get frustrated that the W is calling in the paparazzi. Now, if I'm like, feeling my best and I want to create this controlled environment, I'd be like, yeah, W go call them because I have a new project coming out and like, yeah. we got to get some press going. That's why it does feel like playing with the dark arts a little bit, because I think if you look at like a, a Ben Affleck or like any of these, these stars that at one time were hungry and wanted to be famous, like now they feel so jaded and like they hate their fame so much, but it's kind of like playing with the dark arts because you probably have to work with the paparazzi and tempt them off to build your fame. 100%. But then it just turns on you. It's like a beast that you'll never be able to contain. And that's what's so interesting about the like relationship dynamic between celebrities and paparazzi is that like they're probably like your friends until they get what they need out of you, but they will the paparazzi will turn on you. They are not your friends. They are not your friends. I know right? those are nice guys and everything, but they're, uh, it's a business. They're running they're a business. They're running a business and it's based Jordan's on- Jordan's like, man, these guys are so nice. No, like, I know. I, I, I think about it and like they are nice. Like I think- Of course they're in nice. Their, their, they they are, have to be nice to get the photo and to get the connection. They're working you just as much as you're trying to work them. Exactly. That's the dynamic. 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. What an interesting game. Um, what else? <laughs> this is a small comment about Miami, but, um, you know, I was wearing this hat a lot of the time in Miami. It says mage on it. Mage was the. Controversial. It's okay. You can talk. You sure? I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Um, mage was the Kentucky Derby winner. It's just a really cool hat. I didn't go to the Kentucky Derby or anything. How dare 
<laughs> how dare they even have that race? But um, it's just a really cool hat. But um, it's really taught me a lot about how my style as um, a fashion icon is evolving. Where Wait, it's, did you just call yourself a fashion icon? Yeah, 100%. Guys, I can't with this. Did you did you like drink something this morning? The Kool-Aid? No, I just am starting to really understand how fashion my fashion works so the reason let me let me as he sits here in a Faraday shirt <laughs> with i don't even know what glasses these are these are oakley's um they're they're the pit viper uh i don't want to call them knockoffs because they're much classier than the pit vipers but um anyway i think fashion so what i realized was i was walking around with this hat and as i was like in the hotel lobby it's one of those, if you know, you know, moments where it's like very few people know what my hat means. Like mage mage, because very few people are like, go to the horse races. They like, but the people who did come up and talk, I didn't even tell you this came up and talked to me. I met like investors and hor horses. Like it was so fun to be wearing that hat. And then people come up and be like, do you love your hat? Like, tell me about it. And then I got to tell him about the app and like, we just talked for like 20 minutes. And so it's like, starter. yeah, it, it's why I think men get into the watch game. Like I'm not mm -hmm. a watch guy, but like, I think it's like, there are certain watches that are less about how much it costs and more just about like the conversation flex on it. Mm -hmm. The other thing that, and I'm so blessed that you did this are these shoes that you got me share the camera. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a sneaker head, but like, I wear these shoes and people like, it's like a conversation starter. Like people like, and I'm not, not with girls. Like I'm saying like with guys, like it's like, we'll come up and then we'll start talking. And I get to know them like, and I get their number. It's just like, so these glasses, these shoes, the hats, like I'm really like my, my fashion is evolving. You're, being, you're using it to your advantage. Yeah. So, so now what I'm obsessed with currently is like what, what are the subtle Trends. fashion pieces that like Trends. I can get that, um, you know, will be conversation starters for a very, well, that's what fashion is all about. Like it's, there's so many, like my friend Shauna and I, like we met in the shoe section of Norsham. Oh, I like your shoes. Where did you get them? Oh, I've been looking for those, you know, that was last year's collection last yeah. spring. It's just like all about, it's a hobby, right? It's, it's, a hobby. it's, it's super fun. Um, but, um, you know, I, last thing I'll say, and this will transition well into threads is that, <laughs> okay, um, that's what I was wanting to talk about is that, um, uh, I've realized about myself that, you know, it's not about pleasing the masses for me. It's about pleasing the few <laughs> that will like, just get it. You I can't know? tell if you're being serious or not. I'm being dead serious. Babe, it's I'm being not dead about, ass. You don't need to please anyone. You no, no, no. Sorry. That's a bad way of saying it. Like, I don't. It's not about pleasing them. It's like not impressing them. It's uh, like I'm not here to t like with threads, for example. So threads launch love threads. I'm a huge threads guy, but like Guys, 98. He's literally, my team is like, get Jordan off threads. He's going to get us all canceled. Like, <laughs> like it's so I, I truly, I woke up the next morning. I was like, did he drink last night or something? I don't drink. I know, but like you, like it was not of you. <laughs> it was a different person. Something no, else it really is. It took it's, over. And it happens every time I open the app. Like I <laughs> go into this alter ego mode where it's like kind of what I've always wanted to say, but it's like 
the way I would t- I would describe Guys, it is like just go to Jordan's Instagram. Oh please, please follow me. I would love that. I only get like three <laughs> likes right now. It's embarrassing it's, for how great the content is. It's Jordan J Ramirez on Instagram. He doesn't post any Instagrams. His whole Instagram no. Is I deleted, deleted all my Instagrams and I only post my favorite threads I've created. Um, and his threads are just ridiculous. That's just the best word to say. They're so here's here's they're funny. Are they? <laughs> have you laughed? I kind of wonder what you thought. I'm like, is she pissed? Like, is she, does she laugh? Do you get it? I thought the which one was pretty freaking <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this one is my favorite. Yeah, this is the best one. So Jordan got a thread in his feed that's from Witch of Southern. <laughs> Witch of Southern Light. And then the, the thread says, I don't think it's outlandish to thing to say that we should be the main characters in our own lives. And Jordan said, hi, Witch of Southern Light. Zuck connected us. So not big into witchcraft, so immediate difference in opinion there. But as a counterpoint to your argument, I think that's clinically called narcissism. Sorry, please don't put a spell on me. Have a good night. Full moon by the looks of it. <laughs> and then people started replying to you. Yeah, you let me read the replies. And so then... <laughs> So then Smokey Rose Diaries like sees that I tagged Witch of Southern Lights and goes, I would have just scrolled along instead of whatever this is. There's a difference between being your own character versus expecting others to treat you like a main character. And then Pastoral Poetry said, I suggest you sit with what Witch of Southern Light is saying a little longer. Sure, at surface level, a movie is all about a main character. Easy to think, oh, narcissist, but you're missing the depth and breadth of what it means to be a protagonist in your own story. And then Witch of Southern Light responds. This is literally so <laughs> stupid. And she goes, I promise I have no interest in wasting time on spells for people I do not know. The definition of narcissism is a person who has an excessive interest in or in admiration of themselves. Recognizing that you are the main character of your own life is not excessive interest or admiration within oneself. It's simply recognizing that you are your own person who exists to experience your life instead of existing to be of interest for someone else. And the moon, by the way, is at 56.2% full. <laughs> and so I posted this in my feed and I said, um, sorry, y'all. I couldn't wait. Oh, wait. I said before this. Um, so before this, I said my thread feed felt a little sus, but nonetheless, I decided to trust the Zuck. It's a long story, but now I'm being canceled by the threads, Witch community full story tonight at seven exclusively on my threads. OC parentheses of course smash that follow button please play for me <laughs> sorry y'all i couldn't wait until 7 p.m to give the full story need to call on my prayer warriors now <laughs> please refer to my last post for for context but basically the hashtag threads witch community and i are in an existential debate about main character energy it's getting really heated comments are flowing in <laughs> pete <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, the moon is only 56.2% full, but mad scared for what's going to happen to me when we have a full moon. Appreciate the prayers, y'all. I've never, I've been reading all of your letters and messages. I know that I have this platform for a reason. Don't worry, y'all. I'm not going to back down from this fight. It would take an Aveda. Oh, this was so genius. It would take an Aveda. No, Abracadabra. No. Uh. No, you don't even know what this is. I said it would take a Aveda Cadavra spell. And then I put parentheses, Google it to get me back down, to get me to back down. That's what I call main character energy, baby. <laughs> See y'all later, unless they turn me into a frog, LOLs. So the Aveda, 
I'm just de- explaining you the deep tracks of the joke. The Aveda <laughs> Kedavra spell was what Voldemort tried to use on Harry Potter to instantly kill him. And he used it on all these people and it was like instant death. Oh. So I was like, it would take an Aveda <laughs> Kedavra spell. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, it's like nine. The ninety-eight percent is like, dude, Danny Austin's husband is so weird. But the like Great. couple guys that have texted me, like influencer husbands, are like, this is the best thing on the internet. And that's Who texted you. Uh, random Dan, um, Christian. Uh, oh, Dan. What's her, what's her last name? Vordy. Uh, Christian Vordy's husband, who I haven't talked to in probably two years, was like, hey, I can't. Here, I'll text you what he said. No, it's okay, babe. We trust no, 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 we trust you. Let me tell you. It's okay. Let me just, it was we good. trust you, babe. Let he texted just, you. Hold on, hold on. It's just, it's a good He's like, what's up, bro? Hope you and Danny and the family are doing well. I had to text you, put as many exclamation points as humanly possible to your... <laughs> Your DGAF Threads brand you're currently building. Dude, I've been dying at these. <laughs> you know, Ajit tried to have a political... De- like, he took one of my threads seriously, and he started, He tried what? to politically debate me. Which one? Uh, so the, even Ajit doesn't know you're kidding? I think he knows now because we've been texting, but he... Uh, he so it was one that I posted about censorship. I was, like, pretty serious about this one. And, and he, he doesn't think we're being censored? No, he actually doesn't. Um, he said that it was like fake Fox, Fox news stuff. And instead of debating him back, I said, Oh my gosh, guys, it's working. I said, someone, someone please debate G- a Jeep back and drive, drive me to the top. Outrage culture. Outrage culture. Anyway, I love threads. So I'm not stopping about being censored. <sighs> I think I'm out. I think I'm like, I'm losing steam. What are we at? 58. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. Why don't you de-influence something? Um, and let's just talk about the Nordstrom anniversary sale <laughs> and this fake controversy that's happening with it. Wait, what's happening with it? Well, it happened last year too. They like say it's like some elitist sale. Wait, is that happening yet? No, I mean, I assume it's going to. Wait, okay. So wait, let me just try to clear this up. So people that spend the most money because they work the hardest. <laughs> say it. Uh, can't shop early because they don't deserve it. Like, I don't understand that. Okay. Well, you're coming. Let's, I'm going to help you out here. Cause you're, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just let's saying, back things like, up. wait, but like, I'm just saying like, yeah, that's what like, uh, capitalism is. Oh God. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> wait. Okay. So like now I'm going to be, no, okay. I can't. Okay, let me let, let's you're on the right track, but let me let me let me just add some perspective. Okay. okay. So Danny's job. But this has nothing to do with my job. I actually don't even really this is so not true. Like this is this has no, nothing no. to do with my job. Like people that so for the Nordstrom anniversary sale, there are different tiers. Okay. So, you know, there's icon status, there's ambassador status. I, I forgot the other one. Um, and so if you spend a certain amount throughout the year, or if you use your points strategically, like if you do like a big purchase and do double points, it's the same thing with like an airline, you know, it's like the more, it's like a, um, uh, what, what kind of program is it? Babe, what am I saying? Loyalty program. Loyalty program. So whenever you like devote yourself to one brand and you don't shop, like whenever I'm buying something, I will 
like purposely strategically go buy it through Nordstrom right. so that I can get my points. Um, or like if I am sh- like, sometimes I won't get something that I like because I'm like, I'm going to wait until I find out at Nordstrom so I can get access to the anniversary sale. It's all about sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and so, but anyway, like people work sometimes really hard because they want to be able to have status at, for the Nordstrom anniversary sale. So it's, it's about the work that you kind of put into it. It's not about like Mm -hmm. just some people getting it and some people not, it's actually really hard to get. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. I'm Jane. I'm on Twitter, not threads because threads is clean. I'm on Twitter raging at the Nordstrom anniversary sale. And here's my perspective is that you are forcing me to spend money I'm not forcing you. No, no, no. Oh, Hold okay. on. I don't know who not forced you. you. That's Nordstrom. Oh, I'm I don't speaking think Nordstrom, at Nordstrom. I don't think Nordstrom forced anybody to do anything. Nordstrom is forcing me to spend <laughs> money just to be able to get as, access to a discount. This is an elitist culture where influencers whose job is to shop and promote clothes that they make money on get early access and take all the best things. I'm mad, period. Well, I feel like, Jane, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Um... But Nordstrom isn't forcing you to shop anything. In fact, if you don't like the, like their program, you don't have to shop them at all. Same with these influencers. If you don't like them, you really don't have to follow them either. No, but I'm pissed. I love Nordstrom's, but I don't have... <laughs> I, I, I'm 17 and I'm working at Bahama Bucks and I can't spend that much money to make platinum status. I get that. When I was Nordstrom. 17, I couldn't spend that much either. I feel for you. But I'm 30 now. And so it was a goal of mine. Maybe it could be a goal of yours too. But you make me angry, <laughs> Danny. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You're a B word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just mad. I know. And honestly, I get mad too. Stop being so nice. <laughs> Will you just send me your affiliate link? <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny. I was just having a rough day. I didn't really mean anything I said. Yeah. It's just a rough day. That's true. That's usually how the angry DMs do evolve. I'm not going to lie to you. I have not gotten like a lot of hate lately. No. I know. It's really confusing. I think it's because it's all coming at me. <laughs> 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 Which it's, is honestly like my lot so in life. Weird. Like I, I would totally step in front of a moving train for you. <laughs> and I think that the moving train is... The haters in your DMs. And I... Oh, have you been getting there and clearing it for me? No. No, I'm saying it's coming to me. Dude, something is in the air. I don't know if it's peace. Well, it's good times and bad times. But listen, (laughs) in the good times, we buy our doomsday stash because (laughs) the bad times are coming. It's probably next year. Okay. um, Let's tease. Oh, let me talk. Speaking of the Nordstrom anniversary sale, I want to tease some things that I would definitely buy. You know, my favorite running shoes are on sale, the OnClouds. Really? I wear them every single day. They're on, they're going to be on sale in every single color. So I'm going to be getting some of those because my orange ones are kind of getting a little old. The Duna on sale. Mm. I'm a little bummed. There's not, you know, my barefoot dreams blanket slash cardigan that I wear 24 seven. Yeah. I got them for the North. I got that one for the North, uh, the the end sale like, (laughs) like four years ago. And they have never come out with that same style. And I looked and I don't see another cardigan. Wow. But sometimes they, they like will, put new things on the site like the minute that it goes live and we don't have access we can't like preview it just yet so i'll be covering that with my mom this week that'll be tomorrow super early i'm icon status yes baby (gasps) i'm jane and i'm pissed you're everything wrong with the world (laughs) 
icon status. Um, I is is this week gonna be like all Nordstrom stuff on stories? I think we're just gonna do two days of it. Really? Because mm-hmm. I'm a. I wouldn't mind it because I'm a. I got a lot to do this week. So yeah, be, be me and my mom. Oh, you know what I what we can talk about? Mm-hmm. We're gonna go see Sound of Freedom tonight. This we are. We have been getting lots of requests to go see the movie. I think it's like, I, I don't, I think it's not going to be a fun movie to watch. Is it a movie or a documentary? No, it's a movie. Huh. What's it about? Sex trafficking. Really? Yeah. I think child sex trafficking. Oh gosh. I know. But like so many people have said it's very important that we see it. Yeah. No, I mean, I want to see it, but. I know. I feel like. I might come back at change moment tomorrow. I know. I know. And it's like the movie's kind of getting to that state where like for, I, I'm, I haven't seen the movie and I haven't read these articles. So I, but like it's getting to that point where like Rolling Stone came out with an article like blasting the movie. What? Why? I don't really know. I mean, I'll, I'll report back probably on threads. What, so what makes it a Christian movie? I, I think that what the Rolling Stones headline said was that like, it was like a QAnon, like right wing conspiracy movie or something. Because sex trafficking isn't happening or what? I know that's what I, that, that was literally what I was thinking this morning. I almost tweeted it, but I was like, or threaded it, but I was like, <laughs> I need to see the movie and read this yeah, article. Yeah, like yeah. I don't, maybe the, the article has some like good points, but um, my whole thinking is like, why would you even publish that? Like, even if like, like child sex trafficking is like for sure a thing. Yeah. So like even if the the no, movie I mean, embellishes I mean, we, it, we I met the girls at the house, yeah, the safe house that went through it. Like of course it's a real thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna say I'm gonna watch the movie and I'm gonna read the article and if I'm pissed I'm going off on threads at Rolling Stone. <laughs> I'm gonna tag him too. Someone's got to stand up and say something. Oh gosh. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Buckle up. Buckle up, baby. Let's end on that. Well, thank you guys for listening to this wild ride of a podcast. <laughs> De-influenced. I think these are the best ones. I think so. Is too. it just me that had fun or did you have fun too? No, I had fun as well. Okay. The threads kind of got me a little off, but I just hope people follow. Oh, like it was too long. Not too long. I just wonder if I wonder if they're gonna get it. You know? It's like it is a very specific type of humor. That it's very specific. Like, yeah. uh, probably won't get it. You have to be kind of. But like I think really it's, smart. it's more likely that they will get it after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. After explaining, yeah. Like they have to know you're not being serious. Anyway, um, would love for you guys to leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Apple or Spotify, you can give us some stars on Spotify. We'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We don't really have a lot much going on next week, right? Yeah. No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.